Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ian Bush on Off the Chain. I know we took a little bit of a hiatus and uh, we haven't been on the night, but we are we are back. We are trying to uh, keep doing what we do, getting indie artists recognized. Um, our typical host, Yvonne Mason, is not here uh, tonight, and I am so mad at her. I sent a hurricane uh, towards her house, and I even named it after myself to maybe blow her back into the studio, but we will see what happens. And in all seriousness, um, please, please keep your thoughts, prayers, good vibes, all of that towards Yvonne and uh, for her safety, and hopefully uh, everything comes out okay. So I know that the Off the Ching family is behind her, and they are, you know, keeping her lifted and, and safe. So uh, please do that for our host, Yvonne, and, and no, I did not send a hurricane named after myself to her. I would never do that. And even if I did, she would hunt me down and beat me into submission, even with a hurricane. So enough of the uh, punny jokes. We have your next fatal obsession on our show tonight. And uh, the band is called Your Fatal Obsession. But once you hear these two guys, they're going to be your next fatal obsession. And you're going to be hooked on their music. So Richard Nelson is 27 years old and he was born in Dayton, Ohio. And his father was a classical guitar teacher and taught Nelson to play acoustic guitar at a young age. Later, Nelson taught himself electric guitar and bass and performed for talent shows and small rock gigs in high school with his teenage garage band, Big Pink. Nelson also studied trombone through high school and became an esteemed jazz trombonist in the state of Tennessee winning top chairs in multiple all-state bands. Nelson attended Auburn University, where he continued to pursue music both academically and as a hobby, performing with the Auburn Knights Orchestra and the Andrew Thielen Big Band. Nelson's first gig in Clovis was a solo acoustic show at Bandolario Brewery, where he showcased how he branches away from the typical country-western set list and performs songs of every genre, to include metal and pop. And his, uh, his, his partner in crime, Parker Baum, is a 29 years old uh, and was born in Pasadena, Texas. And during his childhood, his father instilled in him a passion for rock and roll, listening to bands like Boston, ELO, Motley Crue, and Def Leppard, and it paved the way for Baum's music interests. And armored by drummers like Tommy Lee, Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, and Rick Allen, Baum found himself behind his first drum kit as a freshman in high school and knew he had found his calling. He spent the following years aiding students with recording projects, and then in Lubbock, Texas, he drummed for a metal act before moving to Alpine. It was there that he met another musician, Anthony Ray Wright, who recruited Baum to assist with his country act. In December of 2016, Baum was featured on SA Live in San Antonio, Texas, for a Christmas special. Electing to pursue other passions in his life, Baum took a brief musical hiatus broken in 2021 by forming the band The Owl's Offering with vocalist Kyle Liddell. Baum records powerful backup vocals in addition to producing brutal technical drum parts. Well, hey guys, welcome to the show. Appreciate you coming. Dude, thanks hey. for the opportunity, man. What's going on? You guys have a pretty impressive bio. Um, just off of reading all that, I mean, you guys started musically very young and um, have progressed and are getting better and better by the day. Um, without going too much into that, how much has music played a part in your life, starting so young and where you are today? The only reason why we get up, man. <laughs> uh, no, man, like, honestly, like, since, I mean, music has always just been something that, you know, has always had a deep connection with, you know, I mean, you know, like, you know, like the bio said and everything, you know, me and my dad just riding down, riding down the road in the car, you know, all the hours that I spent in the car and everything, you know, just as a child and, you know, even today and everything, you know, like, that's the only thing that, you know, gets you by, man. And I'll tell you what, dude, that was the, that was the best pastime. Uh, and that was honestly like just the thing that lit me up the most was, uh, you know, listening mm -hmm. to all these crazy songs and just, you know, having me and my dad, you know, hooting and hollering and singing along to him and everything, you know, it's just, uh, it's a very, um, very, 
I don't know how would you say what would be a good word there? Nostalgic. Yeah, there you go. Nostalgic, but it's, yeah. you know, it's just a passionate, you know, passionate connection. So. And then, real quick, so who, who, who's speaking? Who, who's who speaking? So the audience can like identify your voice to your name. Sorry about that. Yeah, the guy that was just talking is Parker. I'm the, I'm the drummer. Uh, and then we have Richard right okay. here. Yeah, I'm Richard. If I have a more like northern-ish accent, Parker's got a deeper voice. <laughs> <laughs> I respect I, I respect the northerner uh, voice a little bit more. Yvonne always gets mad at me about that. She's like, "Oh, you and your northern friends!" Like, she knows I get all giddy about that. So, but uh, go ahead, bud. Um, you were you were saying about your connection to the music and how important it is to you. Oh, well, for me, yeah, my dad, he taught me guitar when I was really young, and, um, you know, I didn't really get the passion for the classical acoustic the way that he's always had. I mean, he's still playing to this day, but, uh, yeah, in high school, I discovered the electric guitar and blues and rock and roll, and I was kind of like Parker. I was listening to Led Zeppelin and Def Leppard, Motley Crue, all these rock bands, and realized I loved it, and I loved... uh, Attempting to play it, at least that's what I would call it when I was that young. <laughs> but as a, you appreciate the brief there. If you uh, notice, you know, I've kind of always studied music, too, in school and all that, and that's provided me a lot of opportunities and connections from a networking perspective. Yeah. Um, I studied jazz very deliberately, and then I realized that there's not a very high demand for jazz trombonists these days. So I decided to pursue the guitar thing a little bit more seriously, and uh, thank God I met Parker because we had, as soon as we met, we just started having a blast making music together and realized that the two of us had an incredible passion as well as um, capability to make good music together. I'll tell you what, man, just the drive on it, honestly. Like, that was that was the biggest thing, like, you know, other than, of course, all those aspects, but, you know, meeting Richard and... You know, just hearing, you know, like, well, I mean, you know, the dude's good and everything. And it's like, okay, I mean, cool. Like, you know, then, you know, I want to meet him and everything. And then I, I meet the dude and five minutes into it, the dude's already got me on the floor laughing. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is going well. Let's see how he does whenever he picks up the bass. And he picks up the bass and he just starts running. And I was like, man. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, well, now, I want, you... the, now I want to play the guitar. He's like, now I want to play the guitar now, and so he gets the guitar and he starts shredding on that. And I was like, okay, we're gonna be able to, we're gonna be able to work with this, man. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you two meet? Uh, we actually met, um, you know, like in that other project, you know, um, that you know I started and everything with uh, Kyle Dell, uh, the Dell's offering. Uh, you know, we brought uh, Richard in. He's actually featured in the ne- uh, the next EP that we have coming out and everything. Um, but anyway, we just, you know, it was kind of just a, uh, you know, team building exercise, just meet and greet and everything to see, you know, if this is even going to be a, a deal. And it, it was just, Parker's birthday. Yeah, it was actually <laughs> my birthday weekend, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. So oh, I got, best I got birthday gift doing. ever. I found my, I found my partner ever. in crime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I got invited to a recording session that was also simultaneously a birthday party. So. I showed up with two cases of beer, not knowing Parker at all, and I walked in and was like, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah, you're like, I hope you like this beer, bud. <laughs> you couldn't get your favorite flavor figured out, so I just shot for the moon. <laughs> well, and then, you know, so, he, yeah, go ahead. Up, he sat down on the drum, and I sat down with the bass, and we started grooving, and it just clicked almost instantaneously. He's not kidding about that. Yeah. It just, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. and especially you know, because it's a, it's like a metal act and everything, you know. But I mean, you know, you have to you have to have at least a little bit of an understanding of everything else if you're actually going to be prolific in that metal in that metal range and everything. Because I mean, whenever you think about it, metal just it it nowadays for sure. I mean, you can't find a metal album that sounds the exact same without the people just choosing to sound the exact same. You know what I mean? There's so many different facets and so many different you know things that get added in now and you know just different influences that come to light in in metal it's just it's a it's a different deal so whenever me and him were able to you know when me and richard were able to just sit down and you know just have a little rocky blue session just to you know get warmed up and mm-hmm. everything and just 
for the moon, you know what I mean? Like, well, let's just see where this takes us for the next 15 minutes, you know what I mean? Like, you get, right. Can't, can't it, was, it was partnership at the first beat. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, was, so then um, we'll, we'll fast forward just slightly bit. So we talked about kind of your upbringings, right, and uh, talking about how you two met. But then how did the Bandolero slash um, uh, other Clovis event come about? Did you guys get offered the gig? Did you try to get out there and get the gig? Like what what brought you kind of going towards that lane? So I have a pretty – sorry, it's Richard talking again. I have a pretty steady series of gigs. I have a pretty good reputation as a solo performer in this city and uh yeah i started off at bandoleros they gave me my first kind of break if you will mm-hmm. and then um i pretty well hit it off i play at uh, k bob's steakhouse almost twice a month now and then uh took me a while to get a gig into levine's gardens because they're a pretty popular live music establishment but eventually i mm-hmm. started playing there and really loved my thing um as you mentioned in the bio a lot of people in the Midwest, they love to play the same genre of music. It's usually country, western, you know, Alan Jackson, Johnny Cash, all that, which mm-hmm. people love. But yeah. I it kind of made that goal in my reputation to be the guy who doesn't play that. So the people yeah. who are searching for something else, the guys that want to hear a metal song, the guys that want to hear a blues song or classic rock song, I'll throw all those into my set lists. And so I kind of built a reputation on that. And then a friend of ours mentioned this, this emo night idea. It was entirely a concept and uh, <clears throat> had asked us to play at it. And Parker and I had never done anything like this before at all. So me being the... So before that, you never band. did cover songs of emo bands? Me? No, no. I, I don't think he had either. Uh, okay, so like I knew a few of the songs already. I didn't know the drum parts to any of them other than one thing, but I didn't know it enough to sit there and let it smash live. You know what I mean? So we had our work cut right, out right. and everything, but uh, no, we had never, we had never actually, you know, actively done or prepared for a cover show of any kind together or anything like this, you know, magnitude. Yeah. And we had to do some. See, and what a testament to your days. talent too, because you've, you completely fooled me um, for the, for the, for the listeners who, <laughs> don't know I guess the history of us three I was actually the one that um, I went to the show that night and I will say I'm the one that led the uh, one more song chant so nobody else can take that from me that's my guy I, right I was there. I was that's my guy right yeah there. I was the encore and then I tried a second encore and I'm like oh nope it's not gonna happen <laughs> but um this is a testament of your guys um talent that I you completely fooled me that you, it was so in sync and your set list was, was set that like, you have really? truly fooled me. I could have, yo, oh yeah, dude. I, I oh, thought you guys been doing this for a while. So there? Oh, no, I'm here. Yep. You there? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, it just went, it went dead air for a second. My bad. Yeah, sorry. You said, you said <laughs> no, you're good, man. It was just so cut out. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, I'm glad that we um, fooled so, you a little bit, but yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. So, so what's, what's next for you guys? I mean, you, you have that successful show under your belt. Are you going to start trying to, like, produce your own albums um, as, as you two, or what, what's next? I think the the show on Friday and just, just to communicate to the audience how successful this show was, um, we've received countless feedback from everyone in town that they have never seen that many people in that establishment. The the bar owner and the staff were flabbergasted that they couldn't keep up with the number of customers. They couldn't keep up with the energy in the room. And I'd like to shout out the Citadel Cirque Troop too, because they, performed all these incredible um, hoop aerial acts. Acrobatic stuff. Really yes. 
I'll tell you what, man. I I was not prepared to see the sheer athleticism of that art. Like, I'll tell you that, man. And, I mean, of course, I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful girls doing, you know, just amazing stuff. But, I mean, man, whenever it's do, like whenever it's going on right in front of you, you are just, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you're just taken away by it. It's, it's incredible. They did, they did an, a fantastic job. Yep. And to, and and to their testament whole, as well to their skill, a lot of them were actually new. So, again, I'm going up to them because you can kind of get the vibe that I just awkwardly position myself to speak to people and and understand where they're coming from. It just comes naturally (laughs) to me. I actually went and talked to a few of them, and at first they're probably, oh, this dude's flirting me. I'm like, no, I'm, like, genuinely interested in, like, how long have you been doing this? And some of them were like, no, not that long. And I'm like, and you already had the confidence to go up there and – do your flips and twirls and swings and oh man like and on top of that um again we did mention they're beautiful women but having the confidence to wear what they wore and show that body positivity of like they were very comfortable in their own skin it was a very um powerful statement right i think maybe you two can agree with that eh I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you said it that way because honestly, that's that's literally what it is, man. And uh, that's it. Just goes along with you know everything about that night. You know, the the entire night was even supposed to you know it was you know it was uh, pitched and everything you know to be a charity event, and it ended up being a great event. Uh, what was the what was the uh, thing that it was actually mental health resources? Yeah, it was uh, mental health resources, um, and you know which is something I I really do care about, and I know that there's a lot of people that really do and everything. Uh, and I yeah. mean, so much of it can just stem together within itself of just the fact of like how much of a monument that night ended up being, you know, not only for Clovis, but for the cause and the awareness of what it actually was supposed mm-hmm. to be. It was, it was great. Man. Yeah. So well, like, and the, it was awesome too, because there was literally a line all the way. I'm so sorry. We'll get, we'll get our, our rhythm guys. I promise with three people, everyone's so excited <laughs> to talk. I know it's a challenge. I'm so sorry. Um, Trust me, I haven't had Yvonne on the show with me, and usually Yvonne and I are pretty good about it, but I, I haven't had a show in so long. I'm just excited just to talk to you guys and just get the show back out there too. But the the line to the uh, the line to the bar, literally, literally, if you guys think of a typical outdoor beer garden scene, went from the bar to the exit entrance. And you literally had to wait about 30 minutes for a beer, which most people would be kind of pissy about and, like, get all bent out of shape. But not one person acted up. Not one person was bent out of shape. Like, everyone was there together, simpatico, brother, sisterhood. Like, it was it was such a great vibe, dude. I'm telling you, man, that was, that was something that, that – threw me off whenever I started, you know, like even in, even in the middle of the set, you know, you you take a glance up from the drum kit and you literally just see, you know, you think it's like it's a whole crowd and everything, but then you notice it's like, oh no, the crowd's up in front. Like you can see the separation in it. That is literally the beer line. Mm-hmm. So you are literally, you're paying, you're paying your entry fee and then literally being like, okay, go ahead and go inside. And it's like, dude, you mean like take one step and now we're in the beer line, you know? <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. And the fact, and you're right though, the fact that, you know, that beer line stayed, you know what I mean? Like whenever, you know, whenever you paid that entry fee and everything, you didn't just walk out because of that beer line. Like everybody stayed, everybody was in a great mood. Everybody was having a great time. And I'll tell you what, man, like, I know that we, you know, this, you know, the show is about, you know, how good we did and everything and, you know, about us. But I'll tell you what, man, Clovis, Clovis treated us right that night. Yeah. So I, uh, once again, Clovis, everybody that's listening, anybody that was there, thank you all so much. I will never be able to tell you all that enough. I echo that, man. And, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at, Ian, the, uh, the culmination of the entire experience. It wasn't just your fatal obsession, it wasn't just the truth. The crowd had just as much of a role to play there. But the two of us, I can honestly say, based on the task that we were given, made it very, very clear that we were going to give people 
something they had never seen before. Yes. And we were going to go, mm-hmm. and every decision made that night was calculated. The set list took forever to make because we were like, we got to play songs that people know, songs that people want to hear, and songs that we could replicate with two people. With two people, <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, I mean, whenever you think about it, you yeah. can go through that, that set list and, and you can go and watch all the music videos and all that stuff. That, none of those are duos. No. You know what I mean? Oh, None of them are doing five-man band. So, but yeah, we, we, mm-hmm. we set out to do something, you know, like once again, you know, we the, the show ended up being a thing. We rose to the challenge, and we, we actually tackled it, man. And I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give us a pat on the back on that one. I'll take yeah. that, you know. Even I mean? the makeup, like the makeup yeah. and the outfits, that was all like, we're going 150% with yep. this thing. Yep. We're going to give people a spectacle. All killer, no filler. All yeah. killer, no filler, baby. <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah. Well, if you guys are complaining about being a two-man gig, I mean, you got a third dude right here that was screaming with you that night, so you never know. <laughs> you might have a backup vocalist. Yeah. No, that entire crowd, that, that crowd turned that into a Clovis, New Mexico show. That, that ended oh up being, that was, yeah. I'm oh, so, yeah. like, I'm telling you, dude. The He's chill. been riding that high for five days, man. Yeah, no, I got goosebumps, too, because... Well, and it was funny, too, because uh, for those who, who weren't there, the crowd was so hungry to get on stage. You guys were like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> don't touch. That's yeah. a cord. That's a speaker. That's a light. Like, stay there. Yeah. I love you. So, you actually. Yeah, right. This is the line. Do not cross it. No, and actually, you brought up <laughs> an interesting point, um, mental mental health, right? And if you feel comfortable sharing um, I will share as well with you my, my tie into mental health, but um, why is mental health so important to you um, in this industry? Oh, in this industry, I'll tell you what, man, like there's just so, there's so many things that can just end up becoming a part of your, you know, existence that, you know, a lot of people just aren't prepared for, you know, I mean, yeah. like being a musician within itself, you know, along with just being a human, you know, sometimes, you know, we're not all dealt the same kind of hands. Sometimes, you know, things just things just don't compute the same way for everybody, you know what I mean? Which is, once again, part of the human experience. But, you know, keeping keeping a head above water, you know what I mean? That is just such a uh, – it's such a hard thing to maintain, and it's something that you just – you never really appreciate until you're you're struggling with it again, you know what I mean? And so – it's it's just the uh, it's it's the existential you know kind of you know matter of it all and everything you know like we we're all here we're all humans we all we all love you know different things same things this and that you know we got to lift each other up we got to make sure that each other are okay you know what I mean so even just the two of us yeah. man we because like, we struggled in the beginning yeah I'm sitting there trying to play three guitar parts at the same time. He's sitting there trying to drum to drummers that he's never played before. And we would get frustrated. And we would get, admittedly, like, you know, depressed in a lot of ways. Like, oh, man, this is going to be a disaster. We're never going to be able to pull this Mm -hmm. off. And the two of us, I mean, that's why he's my best friend, man. We build each other up. I would sit there and get annoyed and annoyed at myself because I wasn't performing to the standard that I wanted to. And he'd say, hey, man, you're doing a great job. Like, yeah. just any little comment, you know, like he said, we build each other up, and I well, feel like the Surf Troop does the same thing with their girls. Oh, they absolutely do. They absolutely do. a good group of people who actually lift you up, especially, like, with COVID and everything. That impacted a lot of people's mm-hmm. mental health for the past couple mm-hmm. of years, and now that we're just all starting to get these outlets where we can actually legitimately socialize and make friends, and, you know, I, I encourage people to just surround yourself with positive energy, positive yeah. vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. brings you down. No, I agree. Well, the best, the, the actual best part of that and everything, you know, just to kind of go into like just deeper detail about, you know, how we ended up, you know, kind of having, you know, a little bit of a come to Jesus little, you know, moment <laughs> between us and everything was the fact of, you know, you know, we'd struggle or something like that. And, you know, of course, you know, working together, it's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, man, I'm sorry. No, man, I'm sorry. And it's like, you know what? Why are we sorry? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's not doing anything for us. Let's just, yeah. let's just work. You know what I mean? Let's just yeah, work. Let's right. just right, you know? Like, you know. And, and I that's, think that's, that's the beauty of the – uh... go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, you're good. Uh, I, we, we we all sound like Northerners. Oops, sorry. Oh, yep, yep, nope, nope, you go. It's okay. No, <laughs> um, no so, like, I, I think that's the beauty of the off-the-chain family, too, is because, like I told you in the beginning of the show, our mission is to get power to indie artists. I don't care if I have to do 60 shows and get you that 61st show to get you something. We want that on this show, and we all believe in that, the community, the empowerment, all that. And um, I'm pretty vocal about my um, mental health struggles. I've, uh, in my life, uh, I I stopped doing it now because obviously if you try to commit suicide three times and it doesn't work, uh, you should just find another way to, you know, kick the can. So um, I've actually um, been a huge advocate for mental health uh, through my life because of my, my suicide attempts that, uh, you know, um, I got a little girl too and writing helped me a lot. I'm not going to lie, but, uh, really what helped me was the community that I brought or I was not, not that I brought, but I was, that I was accepted into that. Hey, we all have struggles. We're all going to get through it together. And, um, yeah, I definitely jive with you guys on that. Always, always remember, man, support groups, support groups, support groups. You know what I mean? Like there's a, oh, there's yeah. a reason and you can go to religion. You can go to any facet, any little, anything, you know what I mean? You can go to yeah. any kind of literature, anything. It's literally going to tell you, find a support group, man. Find the people that matter to you and that you matter to them. 100%. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. So um, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, you got a phone. And we got a we got a phone number, so anytime, anything like that, and that goes for anybody, you know what I mean? Like that's that's just a reach out thing, man. And we're glad that you're still here mm-hmm. with us, but Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. took those experiences and I I didn't I didn't squander them, right? Like I actually could even speak more intelligently on yeah, I tried, I was here, this is what happened. And I've actually been very surprised, kind of like you guys, with the with the response back from everybody. Like, yeah, you know, I've never told another human being this, but I tried too. Or, hey, I've been in that position, and, and it's been dark, and I, I appreciate that you're strong enough, willing enough to share your experience so one person doesn't feel, you know, even if it is just one person, they don't feel like they're on an island where nobody understands the darkness, you know? Absolutely. I think, I think in a lot of ways, that's part of what Parker and I became so close over because quite frankly, we both have real full-time jobs that in a lot of ways aren't mm-hmm. very rewarding. No. And we would come <laughs> home to each other and that was our outlet was, Hey man, let's get in there and play some music. Yep. You know, let's do something that yeah. makes us yeah. feel cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. get ready for right. this thing that we're planning doing yep well i'll tell you what man like you know just uh you know to kind of just close it out and everything on that it's just you know always remember you oh there's always a hand there's always a hand that's there to be reached out to you know what i mean and you know regardless i don't i don't know you know if it could be you know situations like you were saying you know and everything with the suicide attempts it can literally just be like dude i'm having the worst day possible and you know what I mean? Honestly, yeah. this takes a phone call. It takes it takes that one phone call. It takes that one text message. You know what I mean? And you know you can you can open a door to a better day. You My know you truly room. can. Yeah. Oh yeah. My chemical room. Yep. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> right. But yeah, man. And that's okay. And, uh, and that's, that's well, another, and, it's acceptance acceptance right. of not being okay. That that is okay. It's okay to not be okay. You know <laughs> what I mean? It is. It is. Yeah. It's just yeah. You gotta, we got to reel it back in, you know what I mean? Like be okay for the time. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Well, and, and, and the importance of, if you, you know, yes, there's always a hand that's extended to help, but sometimes that's not the most effective helping hand no. so to not give up that's on true. the first that's hand true. that's reached, like keep finding the hand Absolutely. that feeds you. I, I guess that's a nice yep. uh, little rock quote for you to like, <laughs> You know, yeah, you got to find the hand that feeds you. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I completely understand and, and, and connect with you guys on that. Um, so what's, like, what, what's your dream of how this 
whole journey is going to go for you because you're um, – and I hope this doesn't offend you, but you're still pretty new to the game. And everybody always says the sky's the limit, right? But, like, what – how how are you guys going to get to the sky? Uh, honestly, man, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, since, since, you know, the night of this occurrence happened uh, – <laughs> I'll tell you what, like I said, you know, or like Richard said, you know, we, we have been riding this high for days now, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there, there was, just, there's just nothing in our brain that says that we can't do this again and that we wouldn't be happy to do it. Uh, so honestly, yeah. we're, we're thinking about doing another styled show just like this. It's not going to be an emo night, uh, but we were trying to think of possibly doing a like classic rock, a uh, little three hour set or something like that in the future. And then from there, we can just branch off, you know, take every show at once, you know, or at one show at a time, excuse me. Uh, but, you know, so, yeah. you know, it's all just about keeping keeping looking ahead and everything. Remember the fun. Remember what you can do and everything. But let's, let's, let's see how much better we can do and let's see what else we can do, you know. We've been pretty seriously discussing the idea of doing themed shows as kind of our thing. So if you show up and say, hey, my venue wants to do a – 90s grunge night, you know, hit up your yeah. fatal obsession, see what they will pitch an idea to them. Uh, that's basically what happened with emo night. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> like you said, we we're both pretty dedicated classic rock lovers, so we're going to do one just for the fun of it because we want to. Yep. And we've already been talking with uh, various establishments about that, when and where, and uh, we're already getting started on the next show. And yep. I mean, we given the response from the previous act, if you will, I highly anticipate that we're going to put in just as much, if not more work to make just as great of a spectacle and give the people something that they'll be able to go home and love and, and share. Well, like in brother, I mean, if you think about it too, with the mental health piece of it, I think it'd be really cool. And again, I'm just throwing this out, you know, you, you take it, you, this is what's cool about off the chain is that a lot of our guests that come on this show, when they leave, they have a new idea for a song, a new idea for a book, a new idea for anything because of the synergy that the show produces and the, the collective creativity, right? What if you not even telling the crowd did a show about all the rock artists who died via suicide or, um, you know, addiction. So I'm thinking like Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Linkin Park, and you just do a set with all those songs. And then at the end of the night, you actually close it with a, Hey, every person that we just played has succumbed to addiction, has succumbed to their demons. And like, we're here to tell you guys, like all these songs that brought us together this is what we still need to do in our life is bring each other together so we don't become another name in history of gone too soon, right? Yeah. Do for each other what they did for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's insane. That's a great idea. I'll tell you idea. what, man. When, Honestly, very when, when Chester died, dude, I was tore up. And then when Chris died, oh, when yeah. uh, Chester uh, Benningfield from Lincoln Park and uh, Chris Cornell yeah. from Soundgarden Audio Slave, yeah. um, I was tore up. Like I cried about a human being that I've never, ever met in my entire life. But I'll be damned if I don't tell you when spoon man came on, I was, I was doing some, some knee, knee drums, you know, you know what I mean? Like I was there for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I had the, I had the same kind of experience, you know, uh, whenever, you know, Boston's lead singer, you know, I, I had literally, I don't, I don't remember the timeline for sure or anything, but I had uh, my dad had actually taken me and my sister to see uh, Boston in Houston, and so you know went to that show, got my face melted, even though we were up in the grass and everything, dude. I mean, Boston, <laughs> they don't care, you know what I mean? They right. they have no bounds. So uh, you know that happened, and then I, I don't know if it was you know the next year or you know a few months or anything like that, but I know I was still in junior high, and my dad, uh, you know, I just remember having that conversation he was like hey man like i just want you to know that you know this happened and you know he's gone now and i was just like oh my lord like wow like, yeah. you know, like that, that well, me. and it's funny how they had that then, impact on us it's almost like he sat you down like grandpa died you're like hey 
take a seat. Got to tell you some news. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. They become so yeah. ingrained in our lives, you know? Yeah. Well, I had another, you know, just another thing, you know, like, you know, you, you're reading in my bio and everything, you know, like my influences and stuff, you know, Jimmy the Rev Sullivan, they, he was the drummer, the original drummer for Avenged Sevenfold. I'm sorry, man. Nobody can tell me that that dude was not just the balls. Like, that dude was amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, he, I mean, once again, you know, like you said, he was, uh, you know, he was struggling and he, he succumbed to his demons. And, you know, I, I remember my friend told me, you know, about it, you know, over a text. And I remember my reply to him was like, dude, that's not even funny. And he was like, no, dude, like, I'm trying to tell you the truth. You know, like, I'm not playing with you. I looked it up. And I cried, man. I cried that night because that was just rough, you know. Like, yeah. You know, I have I have other influences and everything, but that dude, man, that dude really spoke to me because, I mean, insanity of drums. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Insanity. Well, like, and you uh, could nobody, even do a – uh, go ahead. You, you no, could even do nothing. a recovery night. You could even do, like, a recovery yeah. night. That's like, good. hey, every artist that we sang – and you could have, like, a – I don't know, like a like a dark night where it's like, hey, like, band together. But then you could have a recovery night where, you know, Anthony Kadikas from Red Hot Chili Peppers, he had a really bad, yeah. um, correct me if I'm wrong, a, a drug addiction. And he recovered. So yeah. that could even be another night that you could do where it's like, hey, all of you that are recovering from not even just drugs, but just um, even recovering from, from chronic depression, all that, like, hey, every song we played – is a recovery song and should give you hope that you can not only overcome what you, what, what you got, but you can be a name in history like these, you know, musicians and stuff. So, yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's, there's multiple ones on that recovery thing too. I mean, like Vince Neil, you know, he had a daughter that died whenever she was very, very young back in the day. Uh, Eric, Clapton. Eric Clapton, yeah. Uh, then you know you had Steven Adler, you know the drummer for Guns N' Roses. He's he's still kicking, man. He's still fighting, you know. After a yeah. long time of a lot of people not thinking they were going to see him that the next day for years. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I don't think I've heard a, yeah. a, a band, and I don't want to call you guys a cover band because um, you're you're more than a cover band when you bring in those themes and messages, right? I don't think I've ever had a band in front of me say, hey, every song that we play, think about it, is somebody who died or somebody who lived. And, like, that could be your signature, dude. Like, hey, we're out here, and I'm not trying to completely turn the the path of your history right now. But that's an edge I haven't heard in the music industry of, like, hey, every song, every every song is this. And I think that could be a really right. cool edge for you guys, especially after COVID, especially – um, in the Midwest where we both know that, um, you know, I mean, I guess America in general, right? Everybody has mental health issues everywhere. But the Midwest it has, I think, a little bit more because of the nightlife. They're so adrenaline junkie that once they slow down, you know what I mean? Or vice versa. Yeah. You take them out of their, their small cities and they go to the big city, and they just can't handle it. They can't handle the traffic. They can't handle the noise. They can't handle, you know what I mean? So I think you guys have a really cool theme that you could maybe capitalize on that I haven't heard a band capitalize on. Right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, like you said, I mean, these are early stages and stuff. You know, the the real formulation and, the you know, the the final form hasn't, hasn't even begun to be really, you know, sculpted yet and everything yeah. so we're we're still going day by day uh with everything i mean you know ideas ideas will come and go i mean we've had i don't know how many different show ideas already that we've had. yeah <laughs> at, a, at a minimum Ian, this show considering it's the first time we've ever played live together and looking at the response which you were there for is incredible yeah we had a lot of doors open for us yes we did so we are yeah really just thankful that all of a sudden we've gotten these opportunities, like to be on a radio host, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. I never thought after Emo Night in Clovis that Parker and I would be sitting here on a radio interview. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, we just had all 
and we're we're working on original content too. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, the intent. I've mm-hmm. I've actually been studying uh, music production technology and all that uh, pretty seriously with the intent of the two of us creating original content and releasing it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's that's the other thing. I mean, you know, this is uh, this is an outlet just like every other thing. You know, I mean, you know, both Richard and I have you know multiple things going. You know, he's got solo stuff. He's got, you know, what he's going to, uh, you know, he's, he's in the Al's offering as well. He's, you know, we're doing this and everything, you know, we have multiple projects that are going on, you know, cause I mean, it's just an ever, it's a, it's a always, always a pursuit, you know what I mean? And so, you know, that with that always, you know, having that pursuit all the time and everything, you know, things change, things change, you know, like, you know, your ideas change, you know, things morph into mm-hmm. certain things, you know, like I said, final form, final form as an, as an, we haven't begun to scratch the surface. That's no, that's no, what we're trying to like, say. This was our first ever thing, and it went tremendously well. Yeah. So everybody yeah. who is listening right now, what y'all need to understand is that it only gets better from here. Yeah. That's why when you were like, <laughs> oh, I was trying to find things online, I was like, well, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> that's our first ever thing. First thing, man. We didn't think that we were gonna need a. We didn't think we were gonna need a Facebook page of any yeah. kind or anything like that. We we literally thought we were gonna show up. We were gonna play a show. We were gonna get a couple of hell yeahs and maybe got a beer bought for us, and then we were gonna be like, well, that was cool, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's the highlight of my career right there. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I definitely agree with you. Guys. Cool. I, I definitely agree that you have a lot of potential and a lot of um just a lot of raw talent that um just like you said it, the, the best is yet to come right and uh definitely off the chain we will bring you into the family and anytime you need that platform like i'm saying this on behalf of yvonne because i know if yvonne was here she'd be loving this conversation um we will help any way we can because that's what we do on this show. We we lift each other up to higher and higher heights because at the end of the day, we're all indies, you know what I mean? Um, until we yeah, sign labels yeah. or until we sign um, with the publisher, we will always be the indie artist. And we got to we gotta help each other out like that, man. We can't let each other that's fail culture, like that. Man. Cultivate the culture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So what um, well, every, have you thought of other avenues besides music that you guys are interested in? You mean like career-wise or just like passions? Art- artistic, just artist-wise. I take it as it comes, honestly, man. Like, uh, you know, I actually got asked to do like a little photo shoot or something like that this weekend. I don't even, I've never done a photo shoot. (laughs) So this will be interesting. Um, But at the same time, I mean, you know, all of that, I think it all just, it it all boils down to music. You know, this is, this is literally what we do. We are nowhere near any kind of shut in or purist of any kind that will sit there and be like, nope, I'm only a drummer. And this is the only thing that I will yeah. ever do. And Richard, only mm-hmm. the bass player, guitar player, singer, and that's the only thing that he's <laughs> ever going to do. You know what I mean? Like, we just don't, we don't have that attitude. You know, like I said, you know, it's kind of like life. You know, you got to take it as it comes to you. You know, you got to roll with the punches. So, um, honestly, yeah. with creativity, I feel like that's where creativity stems from. Yeah. Uh, and I think just music is just what, what it catalyzes, uh, the catalyst uh, for it all. Yeah, I do a lot of, like, yeah. uh, art kind of time it's usually when i'm having those mental health struggles and music isn't doing it for me i recently started like painting and sketching like the the logo for your fatal obsession i actually drew and um so that's kind of like another outlet that i pursue but i'm not trying to make money off of it it's more just like a like a passion interest yeah Yeah, i I used to write like poetry and stuff like that back in the day and everything it's yeah um that was whenever a lot of the mental health stuff was going on with me and stuff like that's how I learned how to uh, channel a lot and everything, you know, anytime, you know, things got really rough or really low or just really big, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, it was one of those outlets where it's just like you put the pen to the paper and just let it run. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So what other um, support avenues or networks have you been in contact with or, are you utilizing right now? Who who else do you have to kind of contribute to your success? We talked about um, parents, obviously. Uh, all three of us have that in common. But is there any other 
avenues of success or avenues of support that you've received to get you to where you're at now? Uh, for me personally, man, the, not only my, my coworkers are actually extremely supportive. So shout out to those guys. Uh, I first started playing gigs out here and I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm playing guitar at this restaurant. If you guys are interested, you know, here's what I'm doing. And the first time I did a good 30 of them showed up and they were going berserk and screaming free bird and everything. <laughs> that really, that really built my confidence for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, they're great. I appreciate them. And, and I, I got to shout out the city of Clovis too, because it's a community and, and they all work together and they talk to each other. And so they say, Hey, um, you know, plug for my solo thing real quick, but they're like, Hey, Richard Nelson has this thing that most people don't do around here. And he's pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. So hey, you should talk to the, you know so and so and have him play at your restaurant or have him play at your bar. And uh, so mm-hmm. I got to thank them for that. But definitely close friend groups and and the family, absolutely. Yeah, on me, honestly, man. Like I, I, uh, I mean, it all boils down to parents, man. Like they they literally paved the way for me to be the man that I am now. You know what I mean? Like they just—they just did a—they did a great job. You know, I'll never be able to never be able to thank them enough. But I mean, I also, you know, just with them being educators and you know being surrounded by you know great, great you know fellow educators of theirs and everything. You know, like I had a, I had a, you know, to this day I I still think about this man every single day. And he was my theater teacher, uh, Gary Lou Lindsay, and this man showed me that Parker is something, you know what I mean? Parker can be mm-hmm. something. All he has to do is just choose to be that something, Dude, you know? No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. just, uh, it's just one of those things where it, it all just comes into play. Like, you know, there's never, there's never a, a long enough piece of paper to list everybody, honestly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. I, I actually uh, connect on that theme of educators too. And, uh, that brings up a good point too, just the importance of teachers and powering and uplifting their students. Like they teach more than just a curriculum. They teach life skills. They teach things about you. Um, I've spoken on the show a lot. Uh, when I was in fourth grade, uh, I'm still friends with her to this day. Her name is Miss Witzke. And uh, when I was in fourth grade, um, I actually had a speech impediment. Um, the skin under my tongue grew too long. And, you know, we're talking, this is the 90s, right? So in the 90s, they're just like, oh, well, you're retarded. And so I'm reading C-Spot Run. I'm, you know, doing this. And um, I remember there was one day that uh, Miss Witzke pulled me aside. She's like, Ian, what book do you want to read? And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, what? And I'm like, oh, I want to read Lord of the Rings. And she's like, you want to read Lord of the Rings? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, okay. So we sat down. And this was before the movies came out. Um, And so I didn't have, like, any any insight into the movies. I couldn't lie my way through this book and be like, oh, yeah, like, what, you didn't see the movie? And literally, and I'll try to revert back to it, but she's like, Ian, I want you to read out loud to me. And I remember saying, like, Frodo has a ring and – He's going to Mount Doom, and I think, and she's like, oh, holy crap. Like, this is a mistake. Yeah. Like, he's not, he's not retarded. He just can't speak. And so yeah. she actually yeah. was the one, fourth grade, who got me out of the special education classes and was like, hey, uh, <laughs> when this kid's reading books, don't, don't challenge him. Like, he's actually reading them, you know? And she actually yeah, uh, really. Yeah. Not, it's not the fact that this he really, can. It's the fact of like there's there's another aspect of this that we're not thinking about. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I've actually had a thing. lot of people. I've had a lot of people um, comment on that with my, I guess my you know radio speaking voice. I'm not as deep as you. I'll get there one day when I grow up. But uh, <laughs> you know. You're doing a great job. <laughs> you got nothing they, that's got what nothing they said. They're like, like I would have me. never known. Yeah, they were like, I would have never known that you had a speech impediment and that, you know, even in public speaking venues, some of the venues that I've spoken or some of the radio shows, 
they're like, I would have never guessed that you in the back of your mind was worried that your speech impediment would come back. I'm like, oh yeah, dude. Like I will always be in my mind, which is kind of sad. Um, I will always be the retarded kid that I always have to prove myself. I always, always, always. And people are like, seriously, like the dude who writes books is afraid of proving himself. Like he feels like he's going to be the retarded kid the rest of his life. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like once you, once you throw that label on somebody, it's, it's a powerful label, man. Like it sticks with you until, you know, either you fully heal from it, but I don't really think you ever really heal from it, man. Well, I mean, it's just the fact of like knowing, knowing that you can always feel that scar, even whenever you're not trying to, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's where that is, you know, but you know, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, it's what it, what it all boils down to is the fact of like, you will never do that, you know? Yeah. So that means that the world is going to be a, a better place because you, you will never do that to somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, no. We, we have, we have that possibility covered now, you know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, that was a learning experience and that was a, a wrong, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been corrected and you're rocking it, man. Well, I appreciate that. Well, and it's kind of cool too, when you think about it again, even with me talking about the suicide attempts, like I had to go through that to learn how to help other people get out of what they were getting out of, you know? Absolutely. Well, I think everybody experiences some sort of pretty aggressive trauma at some point, especially like, you know, we're both almost 30. Like we've been through a couple of ringers, each of us, yeah. and we had to figure out our way to navigate around that. And that gave us the ability to influence others who might be enduring similar struggles, which in fact, that's been mm-hmm. kind of a, a thing. We've made a lot of friends just because the two of us are very accepting and, and welcoming and, and, try to build people oh, yeah. up and teach them like you're not what they said you are. Yeah. You're not that you're not what they yeah. said you uh, what what they said you are or you are not what you think that you are amounting to right now. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. I I've, I've known this person for you know 2 days and I can literally see that this person is a bigger light on this planet than I can even hope to be. Oh, and down. they're sitting there they're sitting there and they're trying to shovel, you know, their their head into the dirt and it's like why? You know what I mean? Like, dude, you are, you are <laughs> right. a superhero. You know what I mean? Like, you're a superhero. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, once again, I mean, that's just one of those things. That's just, you know, lows are lows. You know, sometimes we just, we all just got to remember we got we got to bring each other up, man. It just is what it is at oh, the yeah. end of the day. I wish, I wish Yvonne was here because yeah. uh, every time I tell her, uh, I wish Yvonne was here because, um, you know, she's she's a little bit more seasoned than us. And I always joke, I'm one year from death, Yvonne. And she's like, in her lovely southern accent, oh, oh bless your heart, sweetie. You're one year from death because you're going to touch 30? 30, just begin in the road, my son. Like, she's very like that. <laughs> so I know that she would be, yeah. I'm trying to channel my inner Yvonne right now for us that, like, yeah. you know, we can't think yeah, that what we, we can't think we're, we're one year from death. Like, it's just one yeah. year closer to starting the next decade chapter, you know, but believe yeah, it or not, uh, gentlemen, do you know that we're at, oh yeah, do you, do you know that we're at the last eight minutes of the show already? No, no. why? <laughs> no. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been sitting no, here man. smoking a cigar and talking to you like guys. Oh yeah. yeah. Honestly, like when you're in town, hit us up. Yep. Oh Yeah. No man, like so, uh, you know, well, like we, what Richard was saying. You know, I mean, like doing the like you know when coming down and everything. Like honestly, once again, Friday night. I don't think me and Richard. I don't think me and Richard have uh, been the same people that we were walking into it. And yeah. I don't think we ever will be again. Not at all. Like I'm telling you, man. Like we uh, that that whole deal was just awesome. That everybody, was my life. everybody yeah. performed that night, and everybody killed that show. <laughs> Yeah. So you know what I mean? So everybody yeah. had a good gig. Oh yeah. It wasn't just it wasn't oh, yeah. just your fatal obsession. Everybody in Clovis that was there, they were a part of your fatal obsession that night. And that's what we're trying to bring to anywhere and everywhere that, you know, wants us, that'll take us, that'll work with us and everything, you know. We'll we'll get it figured out and we are gonna bring your fatal obsession to you and you're gonna love it. I promise. Absolutely. <laughs> 
Well, before we go to the to the last question, um, I have to ask one follow-up question before then. But uh, Yvonne always makes a point because we have to do this on the air, so we hold you accountable. Are you, are you two willing to come back on the show sometime soon and, and uh, give us any some day. peaks or some updates? Any day, man. Any day. You let us know, we'll be here. And we thank you for the opportunity. Seriously, man. Seriously. Yeah, no, of course, man. I, I felt compelled. I'm like, man, like these guys are gonna, these guys are gonna go somewhere, and I, I really want to use whatever platform I can use to get you, where you want to go, and kind of where you need to go too, right? And then, um, the last question I have for you guys to wrap up the last five minutes. Um, what, in your own words, if you will, what's one thing you want to leave the listeners uh, with? What imparting words of wisdom do you have? I know we've kind of had a lot of imparting words of wisdom throughout the night, which is good, but what's your final <laughs> thought you want to leave for our listeners? I think uh, for me personally, it's just I – I've always had a dream. I've always wanted to be a musician. I've always wanted to be a rock star. And I've spent my whole life working, doing other things, but always making sure that every decision I made would permit me the opportunities to pursue my passions. So maybe I wasn't, you know, a a poor musician living in a van, but I, I took a job where I could afford to purchased guitar strings and I didn't have to worry about it and it took years to get to this point but now I have the opportunity to do what I love and quite frankly I was a rock star on Friday night it was hands down the greatest night of my life so what I would tell the listeners is don't lose sight of your dreams intelligently and effectively pursue them and never give up because it will suck for a while but if you keep working and you never give up, you will eventually get there. I can honestly say that I feel like I got there on Friday night. And like I said, I'm never yeah. coming down from this high. Uh, honestly, with me, you know, it's a, I don't remember who said it or whatever, so I'm going to sound a little dumb saying it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the thing of, you know, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's literally what it is, man. That's, that's going to be with anything in life. That is literally anything in life. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, just because you think you can be an astronaut, that you're just going to be an astronaut, you know. There's certain things that kind of end end up, you know, there's certain things that end up coming into play that, you know, some people probably can't be astronauts for some reason. But, uh, you know what I'm saying, though, like, you know, just always, always remember that, always remember that you can, you can. You know, like, and that, that's the that's the biggest struggle that I've had is just, you know, like, I know that I can, but the thing is, I don't believe that I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Believe that you can. <laughs> believe in yourself. Because at the end of the day, man, you have to believe in yourself. No one else is going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you may have people that stand behind you that tell you, I believe in you and everything. But that belief is only going to do so much for you. You have got to find it within yourself. Do the hard work within yourself. Have that introspection, man. Listen to yourself. You know what I mean? Correct yourself. Do what you need to do. And once again, get behind that drum kit and freaking play. Yeah. You know? If you work your butt off long enough, it will pay off. It will. It will. And it did on Friday. That is for sure. And once again, man, we do appreciate every single bit of you know, a round of applause, a one more song, a good job, a pat on the back, a handshake, the pictures, the pictures, yeah. anything. Oh yeah, and shout out to Chandler Luke for oh yeah, showing Chandler up, Luke photography. Dude, that guy is awesome. I'm so excited to see the rest of everything that he did for us that night. But you know, just yeah. we we cannot we cannot be grateful enough for everything that that's happened, and that's the reason why we always want to like let everybody know. Whenever you want it, just let us know. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen, and it will be better every single time. Every single time, it will be better. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you gentlemen so much for spending an hour. This has been off the chain. I know Yvonne Mason thanks you too and is behind you, 
and is pushing you as well. So you have definitely uh, integrated into our off-the-chain family. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. I know it's been a little bit sporadic, but we're trying to come back. We just, Yvonne and I have been really busy with life, but we are going to uh, continue bringing quality uh, programming to you, bringing indie artists and keeping the dream alive. So on behalf of Yvonne Mason, I am Ian Bush. This has been Off the Chain. Thank you so much. And if nobody else told you, we love you. Be safe and uh, just go and do great art. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Have a great night. Thank you. All right, take it easy, Ian.